It's that time again, my friends. Time to book your ADRs and schedule your fast passes. We're going to take you on a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. It all started with one man's dream, and boy, was that a big dream. From that dream, millions of memories and in just as many smiles remind us why we love it so much. So pack your bags and don't forget your magic bands and your Mickey ears because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades podcast with Nick and Dave. You're listening listening to the Mousecapades podcast sponsored by two tickets to paradise.net. Interested in becoming a travel agent yourself and helping others plan their next Disney vacation? Are you interested in learning more about Surge 365 and how to get paid to travel and make $1,000 bonuses? Or you just simply want to book your next Disney vacation with Disney professionals? Well, Two Tickets to Paradise have Disney Dreammakers standing by to help make your wish come true. Contact travel at twotickets2paradise.net to wish upon a star. Don't dream your life, live your dreams. Contact Nick and Dave anytime. Simply email mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Give us a text with your thoughts, listener questions, 407-674-0414. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Listen to us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher Radio. What if you could travel like a rock star for pennies on the dollar? What if you could earn an unlimited number of $1,000 bonuses for showing others how to do the same? What if we could show you how to become completely financially free in the most exciting, sexy, fun business on the planet? Perfect, because we have all of that with a brand new company that just launched. A company with proven management, unique and documented technology, and perfect timing. A product that everybody wants and even dreams about. And a compensation plan that pays out better than anything in the industry. It's called Surge 365. Find out how you can be a part of something big and make your travel and financial dreams come true. Timing is everything and positioning is vital. It's your time. Let's go. Dave, Mickey Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party tickets are now on sale. Sweet. One of these days I'll pull the trigger and actually go to one of those. Awesome. The Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, you know, those are through select dates through September and October. And if you're looking to go down to Orlando for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, you can find those dates from November through December. Now, if you're interested in, in going down... To either one, you know you can always contact travel at two tickets to paradise.net. The Star Wars Weekend's Field of Force Premium Package returns for 2015. The 2015 Field of Force Premium Package has a price tag and a price increase, Dave, from last year's price of $54. they are jumping up to $69. Ooh. Yeah, so they're doing a they're doing a price jump. Well, everything's yeah. going up. But if your age is three to nine, thirty-nine bucks. There you go. So you think I could pass as three years old? Uh, no comment. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see here. What else we got going on? We have Ultimate Day at Star Wars Weekend VIP Tours. They Actually, they're returning for 2015. And get this. As the other prices went up, this price has gone down. Oh, so Disney sweet. has... They've lowered their deflector shields, buddy. No longer are we going to pay the price of $499 per person. They've gone down $100 to $399 per person. Nice. Somebody put the force on Disney. Pretty cool, yeah. So they're switching sides, apparently from the dark side to the Rebel Alliance, which is kind of cool. Nice. All right, so let's talk about the boathouse. You ready? Yeah, I've been waiting for the boathouse. Okay, we have the first look at the menu and opening date. Opening date is April 13th. That's what, Monday? Yeah, by the time you yeah. hear this podcast, you may be able to go to the boathouse. It's too late, <laughs> because they're going, they're rolling. <laughs> Anywho, no, it's never too late. So, just as well as the name implies, the boathouse will offer waterfront dining with a nautical theme, Dave. 
It's located at the landing within Disney Springs. The restaurant is the brainchild of the same company that has produced other super-themed restaurants around Disney, like the T-Rex, like the one that I enjoyed so much last year. Also created Rainforest Cafe, which I will be going to this year with the family, which is kind of cool, and Yak and Yeti. And you've been there, right? Yeah, nice. Yeah, pretty cool place. Guests can expect uh, a wide menu featuring, you know, American food, including seafood, steaks, and chops. In addition, the restaurant will feature three different themed bars, including the Captain's Raw Bar, the Admiral's Club Bar, and the Dock Bar. Rooms within the restaurant will also carry a nautical theme and decor. However, great food isn't the only offering from the Boathouse, Dave. The restaurant will also serve as the launching spot for a number of boat-themed attractions. Now, this is pretty cool. Guests can ride on a 40-foot Italian water taxi while they enjoy champagne and chocolate-covered strawberries. All right. We just need Robin Leach now. All we need is Robin Leach. (laughs) So there will also be, get this, a guided Amphicar. Okay. Yeah, an an Amphicar tour that highlights uh, the sights around Disney Springs. And, yes, I did say an Amphicar. So let me ask you a question, Dave. Do you know what an Amphicar is? Well, yeah, doesn't everybody know what an Amphicar is? Uh, didn't they use those in World War II when they invaded Normandy? Yeah, of course. Of course they did. They've got a wide variety of uses, Amphicars. I, I have no idea. I don't know if they used these during World War II or what, but this sounds very similar to the ducks down in Branson, Missouri. I don't know. Is it going to be like a Donald Duck boat ride, you think? Is that what it is, Totally. <laughs> I think so. I think it's an amphicar. It sounds like it is because it, um, the amphicars can go on land and water. Well, just so wait. I mean, just wait until we get to our main topic because I've got an amphicar attraction in my uh, ooh, in my, right. in my repertoire cool. today. All right. So these cars can operate on both land and water. The boathouse will be offering tours of the village lake in an amphicar for as low as one hundred dollars, Dave. The 20-minute cruise and seating for three guests plus the boat captain. Guests will not be able to drive themselves. Unlike the ducks down in Branson where you can drive, you will not be able to drive the boat. You know what? Now that you mention it and describe it, I think I've seen a video. Somebody snuck a camera onto the construction site where they uh, ramp up and on and out of the water. So I remember, right. see, I remember seeing these things. Okay, pretty cool. What they look like? They look like a duck, but it are like the Branson ducks, but they were uh, smaller. They're just—I mean, they just look like cars, but they have kind of that same front on them. Okay, so let's take a look at the menu, Dave. You ready? I'm always ready for a menu. Okay, let's start with appetizers. How about some coconut frog legs? Yeah, I don't know crispy, about that. <laughs> crispy chili calamari. Okay. <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, peel and eat shrimp. Go figure. Florida Bay chowder. All right. Awesome. That sounds good. A seared like... New York strip steak. Very cool. They're going to have, let's see here, seared tuna, buffalo chicken, Caesar and garden salad, oysters, tuna. I can. The list goes on and on, Dave. Okay, this list is pretty lengthy. I mean, they even have filet mignon. That's cool. Yeah, even, even bone-in. I've never, I don't know if I've had a bone-in filet mignon. $50, though. To get you a bone-in flame mignon. Man, this is a Disney podcast, Nick. <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say it. So let's go down. They're also going to have lobster. Um, yeah, the list goes on and on, Dave. It actually is a lengthy menu. This is probably the biggest menu I've seen, period. One thing, Dave, There's no, there hasn't been any official word if the Boathouse will accept the Disney dining plan. So, But regardless, with the high price and minus Disney characters, there will certainly be high expectations for the Boathouse to meet. Yeah, so, I bet they'll come around and accept that Disney dining plan. I hope they do because these prices seem pretty high. It is Disney. So pl- yeah, so if you plan on taking the family, save up. And that's all I got. I do have one more thing on the news, Nick. So we have been following March Magic and the Bracket Challenge for the duration of the tournament. Uh, we did not have an update because some of the finals weren't in for some of the later rounds last week. But we do have us a champion. You ready for this? I'm ready. So in the final matchup, it was the Space Mountain Blast from Disneyland against the Haunted Mansion Ghouls from the Magic Kingdom. Who do you think won? I, I had neither. Um, 
Too classic. I love Disneyland. I got to go with them. Yeah, you lost. It was the Haunted Mansion Ghouls of Magic Kingdom, our Bracket Challenge champions, March Magic winners. So did your wife win? Because I know your wife had an awesome bracket going. Yeah, she did not win. She's not an enthusiast for the uh, Haunted Mansion. Don't take it the wrong way. I said your wife had a nice bracket. Well, that's okay. All compliments count. (laughs) All right, moving on. Okay, then. Are we ready for some history, Nick? Dude, hit me up. I'm ready with some history. All right, it's time for the teachers to put his in history. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. This week starts off with April 12th. April 12th, 1992. This would be the opening of Euro Disneyland in Paris. So some of the attractions on this on the uh, docket for the Euro Disneyland in Paris include Pirates of the Caribbean, Star Tours, Peter Pan's Flight, the Mad Hatter Teacups, and It's a Small World. you got to have that one at every park. Nice. Was Napoleon there? Yeah, they could uh, drive the whole world crazy with that song now. Do you, do you get it? Small worlds? Okay, never mind. All right, then. I'm trying here, Dave. I'm trying. Okay, moving on. April 13th, 2012 was the premiere at Downtown Disney in Orlando, Florida of the Disney nature movie Chimpanzee. Did you see that one? I, I have not seen that movie. It's pretty funny. It's one of those Disney nature movies. There's a several, uh, there's a series of them out now. So, uh, Chimpanzee was, I think, the first one. It chronicled Jane Goodall. It's kind of a documentary thing. It followed this family of chimpanzees, and uh, my family took it to see it. It was cool. I think that might have been the first of the nature Disney nature series. I could be mistaken. Oh, okay, there. cool. All so right. Anyway, what's next? Uh, April fourteenth, two thousand eight, was a uh, sad day in history and the end of an era. It was the day that Ollie Johnston, he was the last of the Walt Disney's nine old men. He died. Um, some of his works included Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, and there, the list just goes on and on. Yeah, classics. So he was the last living member of the nine old men. And uh, on April 14th of 2008, he died. So then moving on, April 15th of 1964. This is a big date in history. This is when Walt Disney's lawyer... Robert Foster left New York City, headed towards Orlando, and he had instructions. And those instructions were, buy as much land as you can in this area. This was the property that he started buying up under an alias name of Robert Price, which would then later become the Magic Kingdom. And was this roughly around the same time that Disney was thinking about putting Disneyland in St. Louis as well? Yeah, well, the the Disneyland in St. Louis project started off in 62 and then it fell through in July of 64, so this was okay. right about the time when things started unraveling, yes. Got it, okay. All right, very cool. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, so that was April 15th. April 16th in 2001, the Animal Kingdom Lodge opened up. So Animal Kingdom Lodge is, is a super cool place. If you've never been there, I suggest you take a trip to the uh, – just to see the grand lobby of the place. It's amazing. I heard it is, and that's one place I really want to get to, and I'm going to try to make every effort to get to it. Uh, when I go this summer, I have one day, Dave, where it's filled just for exclusively going to the resorts. That's it. So I'm going to be hopping, doing resort hopping, just checking this stuff out. I cannot yeah, wait. April 16, 2001, Animal Kingdom, 33-acre lot, private savannas for their own guests. You can step outside on your balcony and view animals in the savannah. So pretty cool, and it's, it's cool that that area – Outside of the hotel is dedicated directly for the guests and not you, – you can't see this area from the parks. One of these days, I'll get the chance to actually stay in one of those rooms. All right, moving on. Next day, April 17th, 1924. We're going way back on this one. This was the day that Metro, Goldwyn, and Meyer movie companies all merged to make a famous company, MGM. So that's not really Disney history until you get to the part where Disney – collaborated with them to make MGM Studios, which now is Disney Hollywood Studios. So April 17th, 1924, was the day that that company merged. Uh, You'll know there's movies because at the beginning of their movies, they have the big lion that roars. So that's an MGM movie. April 18th, 1994 is our next date, and that would be the first stage show for Disney Productions, and it was Beauty and the Beast and opened on Broadway on April 18th, 1994. 
And that wraps up this week in Disney history. Mousecapade friends, I know that you were excited to hear about a guest that we had teased in an earlier episode about a security guard that worked at the Magic Kingdom for years. But we have been talking, Nick and I have been talking, and what we decided to do with all of the recent developments with Disney Hollywood Studios, name change possibly, refurbishments coming, just a huge change up at that park. We decided that we were going to let our creative minds roll and just come up with what we thought this park, as it goes through its changes, what we would like to see from this park. So we have been thinking this week about how we would imagineer this bar, this park, Disney Hollywood Studios. And I just want to chime in, Dave. Listeners, if you hear our voices kind of going in and out and it sounds kind of like animatronic or, or like a robot, it's because we're experiencing we, – we had heavy storms come through the St. Louis and St. Peter, St. Charles area. So a lot of crazy things going on right now with the weather. And so if, if our sound has been degraded a little bit, that is why. So we both do apologize. Okay, Dave, we've all been hearing the rumors of – DHS, Disney, Hollywood Studios, possibly changing their name and changing their theme. Yeah, Bob Iger let it slip. Some kid asked him a question, and he let the whole thing slip about the name change. So everybody wants to know what's it going to be, and there's all this speculation going on. So you had tasked me, right? You challenged me earlier this week, Dave. I did. To change up Disney, Hollywood Studios, because you know that this park really isn't my favorite park out of all the kingdoms. And it's in desperate need of some makeover. Oh, dude, you said it. I mean, the park, in my mind, kind of just needs to be torn down and rebuilt into something else. It is old, and Disney needs to start with a new direction. And I'll explain here later on in the podcast that I think, you know, with the new millennials growing up and raised with Disney, raised by Disney, the, the park needs a whole new face. Yeah, listeners, I've unleashed a monster here, so I apologize for this. But this Nick has a master plan, and he's ready to un- unveil this master plan tonight to oh. everybody. Oh, Dave, we're going to beat heads, and I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of listeners on the other side screaming in their car or at their iPod, their iPad, or whatever it may be. They're going to be screaming at me tonight. Yeah, so I said let's come up with some ideas for some new attractions at, at uh, Disney Hollywood Studios based on the three companies that they purchased recently, uh, that being Lucasfilms, Marvel Comics, and Pixar. Uh, so that's where this whole thing came from, to see if we could just turn this into a whole different land based on those three en- uh, enterprises that, that have been purchased. Yeah, and you know, one thing that I think that you'll agree with me on, and, and Disney as well, and it's probably going to be the only thing you're going to agree with me on, Dave, and it's already happened. The sorcerer hat has come down. Yeah. Yeah. They I, have no icon. It needs to come down, but I would like to see that reconstructed in the Magic Kingdom somewhere. You know what's cool? When we went to California, they have a miniature little sorcerer's hat right outside that Disneyland hotel that's part of their sign. So uh, it would be cool if they could incorporate that into one of the different hotels that they have on property. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Do you have any idea what you would like to go in its place there at DHS? Well, the the place needs an icon. You know, all of the other parks have an icon. You've got the castle, you've got the the ball, you've got the tree of life. So they need an icon there. Um, I'm thinking it's probably not going to be a big Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know what that icon could be, but they do need something big. You know, if not for anything else, for the photo ops for everybody. Uh, I'll have to think about that because that's one thing that I didn't think of is what would their icon be once they created this new park. And I'm sure you have plenty of ideas. Yeah, and I've been thinking about that uh, for quite a while now, and I'll tell you near the end of the podcast. But basically, I have this park divided up into four different areas. Okay, so let's start with what are these four areas that you're proposing? I got to admit, I have to tweak a couple of these names because I'm really at a loss on what to call them. So we'll just say land at the end of each one, okay? Okay, so let's start going into DHS right there through the main gates. Do you want to start there? Yeah, let's start there. Okay, let's go ahead and let's start there. 
Okay, so going through the main gate, instead of calling it Hollywood Boulevard, right, that would lead you to what was Mickey's Sorcerer Hat, right, that came down? Right. We're going to call it Art of Animation Way. Okay. okay. I know you already have the Art of Animation, or you can just call it Animation Way. That probably sounds better. But because of the different lands that I have, and I'll just name them real quick. I have like a movie land that you could call probably George Lucas land or something like that. I also have New Disneyland, you know, just like when England came over, they established New England. Okay, we have New Disneyland. We have Pixar land. And finally, we have Marvel land. I still All right, want, I can go with a couple of those. I still want to keep and incorporate the the art aspect of the animation and the Walt Disney one man's dream and things like that, okay? So I figured when you come through the gates, you're on Animation Way. And right there at the end, I'm actually moving, Dave, the magic of Disney animation and Walt Disney one man's dream. They're at the end of Animation Way where Mickey Sorcerer Hat once stood. Because I want to keep that art appeal. That's yes, you, you have to keep one man's dream. You have to keep that. So we would just physically be moving one building right there to the end of Animation Way and, and the other building as well. Keeping that animation aspect so when people move in and move through that animation way down that street, bam, they have those buildings right there. They're immersed with what it takes to produce an animation film. Where do you want to go first? Do you want to go to New Disneyland? Yeah, we're going to need to probably go there first because I don't have a lot of ideas for new Disneyland. I'm a, I'm a big fan of old Disneyland, so this is going to be tough to beat. So, Dave, let's go to Disneyland. Whose castle is in Disneyland? That would be Aurora's castle, Sleeping Beauty. Very good. And whose castle is at Disney World? Sleeping Beauty? No. Dude, <laughs> no, come I'm on kidding. now. I'm kidding. <laughs> Cinderella. Yeah, Cinderella. Cinder- okay. Yeah, so... What would make sense to have in the new Disneyland? One of the other princesses. Dude, what has been like the all-time moneymaker for Disney right now? Gotta be frozen, Nick. Dude, you gotta have it. You gotta have the city of Arendelle. You have to have it. So in new Disneyland, you would be immersed. You'd cross over that bridge into Arendelle. And then there's that castle. Boosh, there you go. I just brought it. Yeah, that would require them to... Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about that. That would require them to restructure all of the different Frozen attractions that they have planned right now. No, it's fine. I'm the Imagineer right now, right? So I'm totally reconstructing DHS. Yes, you are. The way they should do it. All right, so you have an Arendelle land. Boosh, there you go. You walk right through Arendelle Way or Arendelle Boulevard, and you go down that street. You cross over the bridge. There's the castle. You see it up on the, like the mountain right there at the plateau, right? And you just see Arendelle's ca- Arendelle Castle. I can see it right now, complete with reindeer feeding and everything. <laughs> so how cool would it be, Dave, to go to go into the new park, right, and walk to the very back. This is where I have this land, actually. New Disneyland's in the very back of the park. To cross over on Arendelle Boulevard, or Arendelle Way, whatever you want to call it. We're renaming uh, Streets of America. That We're going to re- actually rename it to Arendelle Way or Arendelle Boulevard, whatever you want to call it. And you cross over that bridge, and then there's the castle for Frozen, right? You have an own, you have your own Frozen land where you're immersed into one area. You keep it in the very back of the park, a new Disneyland, so none of the Disney Frozen characters are outside of that land all over the place, suffocating you to death. You just put them all the way in the back. So what else would be in Arendelle, Nick? Right now, all I've come up with is the actual land. I have not come up with an actual ride as of yet, Dave, but I'm working on it in my noggin. I'm sure I'll come up with something during this podcast. But I have come up with some other stuff. I think it'd also be cool to have back there Sugar Rush. So you have like a Wreck-It Ralph theme where you're immersed in this Sugar Rush land. You go through the arcade, right? to the entrance of this land you go through like Grand Central Station or whatnot that from the movie. Is this exciting you already or what? Yeah, dude, I'm with you. I'm with okay, you. Awesome. We're traveling down the extension cords. Exactly. So you're going through this tunnel that funnels you into this land and you're in an extension cord and boosh, you pop out into the arcade of Sugar Rush. Direct me to pa- Pac-Man. So I've come up with a ride that they could have in Sugar Rush, okay? 
So sort of Okay, like, what is it? Sort of like Test Track slash Radiator Springs, which I know that you feel that they should just leave over at Disneyland and not have the same replica over here in Disney World, which we both disagree on that one. But it would be a cross between right. both, where you develop your own Sugar Rush car. So you can pick a variety of candies, and and you race the person next to you, just like in Radiator Springs, okay? And so it's basically like Radiator Springs, like Test Track, you're developing your own car, and then you're racing the party next to you, like you like you do in Radiator Springs at Disneyland. And it's your candy car that's going through Sugar Rush. You go, you go past, you start off at the starting line, past the grandstands, right? And you go through this candy adventurous land and you're just immersed on both sides with things popping out at you and all these various colors and all these different types of candies and i I, th- I think that'd be pretty cool yeah i'm with you and they have a lot of room back there because of that stunt spectacular so uh by the way is going out the door if i was in charge we heard about the candy rush driving experience which i agree that would be super cool be able to stand in line develop your own car and then race against somebody i think that would be awesome so what else do you have planned back there San Francisco. Does that ring a bell? Say what? San Francisco. Not at all. Are you kidding me? Big Hero 6. Yeah, I haven't seen Big Hero 6 yet. What, Dave? I can't believe that the <laughs> listeners are crucifying you right now. You haven't seen yeah, Big Hero 6? Come on, I've man. been a little busy lately. I think I've seen it maybe five times. No, scratch that. Eight times in the past two days between my own kiddo and... Yes, I'm going to admit this. I play it at the end of the day at school for the kiddos when we're waiting for the bus. Now look who's getting crucified. So Disney police, don't come after me. Good luck with that. So imagine, Dave, going across that San Francisco Bridge, which is equivalent to San Francisco's Golden Gate Bridge, you know. Crossing over the bridge, you're in the cartoon. You're watching bot fighting going on left to the right of you, just immersed in that whole land. I think it's a pretty cool concept. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, I bet once I saw the movie, I'd be able to comment more. I'm sorry, dude. Okay, so let's move over to my second land that I've kind of created that I think that they're that they're actually going to have at DHS, and that's the Pixar land, right? Yeah, this is one that I have a couple ideas for, so I'm excited about this. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to have them leave the Toy Story Mania. You can just leave that there, okay, because that's where we're going to start out. I really feel that they need to immerse people into toy story now they have pizza planet which is pretty cool that's a whole nother discussion itself because i really think it needs to be modeled after the pizza planet that's inside the movie i think it's cool that they have it there at dhs but it really just needs to be modeled after the movie so you feel like you're there secondly so you have toy story land you're going to have toy story mania right of course, you can't get rid of Toy Story Mania. So let me tell you about one of my ideas that I have. Okay, go one ahead. Of my ideas, one of my ideas we have, uh, Disney kind of stole my thunder with the boathouse thing here with these amphibious vehicles. I thought they should, they should start up a ride for the movie Up because what I did with Pixar was I looked through all of the Pixar movies that have been made, and I thought to myself, which movies have not been represented by attractions? So you've got the big ones. You've got Toy Story. That's got Toy Story Mania. Uh, let's see. You've got Monsters U, Monsters Inc. You've got the uh, the mon- you know you've got the the Laugh Factory. Plus you've got over at Disneyland you've got the Monsters Inc. ride, which is super. Uh, so all of these different cars, you've got a whole Cars Land over in Disneyland. So I was thinking, which rides or which movies don't have attractions to go with them? So I thought Up was perfect for this one. So for Up, I thought. How cool would it be to have this amphibious vehicle where you're going in water, you're going out of water, and your whole job on this attraction would be to earn the different badges of Doug. So you're, I don't know exactly the different challenges that they go through, but I thought it would be cool to kind of go through water. You're driving along and land. You're inside. You're outside. And then at the end, you kind of have the ability to uh, hook up to a big set of balloons and then fly yourself up to a certain platform where you where you unload your vehicle and that's where your journey begins for the next. Dude, that is awesome. I absolutely love that. Um, I, Dave, I want to tell you though, right now I, I was thinking of up when we were thinking about this, you know, with Pixar Land, um, in DHS. I was at, or when I was thinking about it, I thought, okay, I did think of up and I thought of Wally. But yeah. I thought up would be perfect for Animal Kingdom. 
because that's kind of, you know, I, I just feel like that would work better in Animal Kingdom. Not not to down what you're saying. I think that's great. But then I right. also thought, well, then Wally really needs to be in Epcot with the whole recycle bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe, you know, because the whole environmental recycle thing, let's put if, – if Wally was a ride, that would be at Epcot. And for me, if – if Up was a ride, I would I would prefer to have that at Animal Kingdom. That's why I didn't put it in the new Pixar Land, which I would love for them to create a DHS. Animal Kingdom needs some attractions, definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's a Pixar movie, so I throw it back there in that Pixar Land. And I, I also threw a WALL-E one in there at oh, Pixar Land. Oh, you did? All right. Awesome. Talk about that. Yeah, so my whole WALL-E ride is another one of those dark rides. Uh, going back to the classic dark rides, Peter Pan, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, that kind of thing. So... On Wall-E, the dark ride, you go through a quest, and the whole quest is to find Eva. So I don't know how many times in that movie Wall-E says, Eva, like a, like he does. And um, so this whole quest on the dark ride for Wall-E would be to find Eva throughout. So you go through all of these different rooms, and something happens here, something happens there, and uh, the whole ride would be just to find Eva, and then you find Eva at the end. Oh, dude, that sounds really cool. I love that. That sounds yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm a... I'm a thrill ride guy, so like it's really hard for me not to do thrill rides for everything. But you got to have some rides that are for the for the kids, you know, like for the little kids that, you know, uh, like it's like we've been saying we're going to Disney World this summer, and I'm I'm wishing that my son will grow four inches so he could ride some of these rides with me. We need those rides that everybody can ride, and I think that a Wally ride, a dark ride experience, would be something everybody could ride. So here's something different. It's not a ride, but it's a monument or a structure. Instead of having the water tower, that's that's right over there by Toy Story Mania, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought about, why not have a gigantic, or I love the word gigantor, I think Will Ferrell coined that, a gigantor desk lamp and ball representing Pixar. That's you were you were halfway through that phrase and I said there's our icon right there the huge desk lamp. Well, I was thinking that as well, putting that as the icon right there in on what I think should be Animation Way. But I was like, let's save that for Pixar Land. That would be that icon for Pixar Land. Is that where you were going, or were you thinking Animation Way? Doesn't matter where you put it in the park. That's the icon right there. Just a huge desk lamp. Just as big. Just as big as the water tower, though. This thing's going to oh, be yeah. huge. And, and the ball, too. you got to have the ball to go with it. And that's going to be just as big as well. I mean, just ginormous. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, I also thought about maybe incorporating uh, the Incredibles theme somehow. I, I don't know what we would actually do there, but I would like to see the whole Incredibles theme implemented there. I yeah, I have a thought on that one, and this one came from my daughter, actually. Uh, I would make it a roller coaster ride, but her thought was to split all of the people in the queue and have them make a choice before they went through the whole ride as to which one of the Incredibles they wanted to be. And then as they experienced the same ride, there would be four different tracks for the four members of the family where something special with their talent as an Incredible would be displayed as you went through this roller coaster ride. So there would be four different tracks going at one time through the scenario of like all the different things that the Incredibles do. But that particular track would be displaying the, the superhero talent of that family member. So it's kind of cool to kind of make a choice at the beginning where that's going to affect your whole ride experience. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that idea. Mia came up with that, huh? That's awesome. She's an Imagineer in training. <laughs> that is awesome. I would like to see, and you disagree with me here on this one, Dave. I gotta say it. Radiator Springs needs to come to DHS. I mean, yeah, or whatever, I think we're, it, whatever we're gonna call DHS, it just needs to come to this park. It needs to come I over. I think it would be cool. I mean, there's a big push for it, and there's been some rumors a while back about it coming. I just think that it, that unique experience over at Disneyland. And they they sunk so much money into it that that's like the mecca for people. If you want, if you're a Cars fan, that's where you're going to go, and they're going to drive you to Disneyland. I think that's one of the things that Disney said when they when they built this this Cars Land was that this is going to draw people to Disneyland and away from the Magic Kingdom. Not that they really need to draw people away from the Magic Kingdom, but there are so many people that go to the Magic Kingdom, and they, and they needed a huge draw for Disneyland because the parks were getting a little stale. I agree with you on that aspect. I completely agree. That is something that sets them aside from the other parks. I just feel they need to share share the love, man. It would be cool if they could tweak it somehow, have some sort of Cars attraction, but not the same exact thing. 
But I would like to see Radiator Springs, though, and the Main Street in Radiator Springs. I'd like to see it come on at night, just like it does in Disneyland, but here, you know, in Orlando. Have it there at the, whatever we're going to call this park. Have it there. Have it come on and come alive at night. I want the feel. I want the experience that we had over at Disneyland. I want it here in Orlando. Bring it on over. Why not? I think you're going to, uh, I think they should set that up at the Art of Animation. They they already have that there. You know, they already have Radiator Springs there. I mean, sort of. It's not Radiator Springs, but they have the cars placed out at various buildings and things like that and kind of immerse you in the Radiator Springs feel, but not the actual town itself like they do in Disneyland. And they need to bring that over into Orlando. Agree to disagree, my friend. All right, moving on. So the other land I was thinking of is like a Marvel land, okay? Since I'm with Disney, you. Disney took over Marvel... And I really think it would be pretty cool. Now, the icon of Marvel Land would be Asgard. So just like I was saying about the new Disneyland, where you cross over the bridge onto Arendelle, right, into the onto the castle, you would actually walk across that rainbow celestial bridge to Asgard, and you're transported into Asgard. Awesome. I love it. Do you, I love really, it. you like it? Cool. Yeah, I even I imagine I like when you're walking on the bridge, think about all the different colors they can do. Sort of like, remember like those old disco stages? People would yeah. go to the disco. Okay, imagine it being something like that with thousands and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of LED lights with patterns flickering just like off the movie as you walk. Or even when you walk, it's, it senses your foot and it like ripples like, like a puddle, you know, of the different vibrant colors of the rainbow or something like that as you're... As you're walking, I think, or a crystal effect. I think that'd be really cool, as if you're walking to Asgard. That'd be awesome. We just, we just need to make sure we invite John Travolta to the grand opening. Why is that? Because he's the disco man. <laughs> oh, Saturday yeah, night okay. oh, yeah. That's right, that's right. That's right, he can do his little dance across the bridge. Alright, o- so in your, so in your Marvel land, I've got three ideas that I want to throw out there. Okay. The first one, I don't know the logistics of it, but it's gotta happen. A Spider-Man ride, where you're actually Spider-Man swinging from place to place. So you're in some sort of a ride vehicle, and it's attached to a cable, and that cable uh, shoots out, attaches, and you swing from that place to another location. And then a different cable comes out, and you swing to another location. So it's like you're swinging through the city of Gotham, or what is the name of the city? Are you kidding me? Just Dude, I don't know. So you're swinging, th- so you're swinging through the city from place to place, as if you were Spider-Man going through his quest. That's great, but just one problem. What's wrong? Spider-Man's not a real hero. No one likes on. Spider-Man, dude. Come on. Peter no. Parker? Come on. Dude. Yeah, I No, people love Spider-Man. Don't get me wrong. I, I When I think of Marvel, though, and Disney, I think Avengers. Plain and simple. Avengers, assemble! They're on my list. It's just uh, so much to tackle. You know, I just... I Here's what I have in my notes. Avengers. Choose which hero... You would be for the Avengers while you're in the queue, kind of like the uh, Incredibles ride I just mentioned. Choose which one you would be, and then just have pandemonium going on inside of one huge attraction, and you would take some certain path based on what hero you chose to be one of the Avengers. That's the only thing I could think of, because that is such a big thing, the Avengers. So here's one of my rides that I was thinking of. You know, I, I love Iron Man, and I think you could have a, a sort of like a Soren ride here. Where you are Iron Man, and you plug into his suit, but instead of sitting down like you do in Soren, you're kind of laying down a little bit, and your head goes into this apparatus like you're looking through the lenses and gives you that depth of perception feel against the screen. You could work it with the visor and the screen to make it feel like it's totally legit 3D as you look around. And you hear Jarvis in your speakers, you know, as your head's in this, like, helmet-looking thing talking to you and you're going through the adventure of you know the the fighter jets that are trying to take you down in the first movie and you're trying to get away and you're spinning around and you're flying and the wind's blowing on you from the inside so you feel it when the airplanes you know shoot the missiles at you it vibrates on one side of this contraption that's holding you so you actually feel like you're iron man yeah i had the same idea actually in my notes is that it's just like soren where you go into this you go into this huge room and you get into a harness where you're standing straight up. 
it's a rigid harness where you're standing straight up, and then it rot- as as they push you up to that screen, it rotates forward so that you're laying on your stomach, facing forward in front of this huge screen, and what's going on in front of you is exactly what you just explained. Did you look at my notes? No, I think you really? stole mine. No? I swear really? to God. I swear <laughs> I have that. Great minds think like, really, you had that? Yeah, Iron Man. Like a Soren ride on... Oh my gosh, I will then... That's crazy, dude. All right, awesome. That's... That's all I have for the Marvel Land as far as a ride goes. I would like to go over to like my movie land, my George Lucas area land, you might want to call it, instead of calling it um, commissary, or commissary Way. I'd like to call it George Lucas Way or George Lucas Boulevard or something to pay homage to him. All right, let's take a trip. Okay, so we're in movie land, all right? And I'm going to keep... Notice, notice how Nick paints the scene every time we go into a new land. <laughs> you, you gotta. You have to... Yeah. You have to visualize, buddy. Draw those. Men- you, you have to draw those mental images in your brain. All right. I'm on board. Let's go. Coming from a teacher. All right. So you're in movie land. I'm gonna keep the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. I'm gonna go ahead and keep that, but it needs to be rejuvenated, revised to a new uh, scene. I think you need to get rid of the old scene. It's been going on forever. Update it. I know people aren't into the whole Crystal Skull theme, but maybe you can do a few movies, or different scenes, and kind of morph it into one. I don't know how they would do that. That's for others to decide. But I would really like to see the Crystal Skull theme play a bigger role in the stunt spectacular. The problem with that attraction is that it's such a big theater that it just doesn't seem very personal unless you're up in the very front of the theater. The whole show just kind of seems like it's just going on and it's not a big deal. So like the chopper, right? Right. You know the chopper that comes in? Right. Have the spaceship come in, dude, with the whole Crystal Skull theme. That would be super cool. And have the alien come. I mean, you could really make it look super cool with the animatronics with the alien feeling like you're there. I mean, I don't know. It scared the bejesus out of Colin, but I think it would be cool. (laughs) That would not be a ride for all ages. (laughs) I think that would be awesome. Well, didn't they have that alien ride in, what, Epcot? Yeah, right. yeah I can remember going to that ride. I know we're getting off track, and you say one for not everyone, a ride for not everyone. My uncle <laughs> going with it, it's just th- I'm just thinking about it, it's laughing here. He was screaming, Jesus, save me, Jesus, save me, when we were riding that ride. It was hilarious. <laughs> All right, so that would be movie land. Now, I would like to say Echo Lake, that would be kind of in, not really in the middle of movie land but off to the side hold on did you did you just leave lucas land no no i'm still in lucas land dude but echo okay. lake just happens to be in it okay so that needs to change but what's kind of odd i mean we could name it george lucas lake or whatever you want to call it or lucas lake but i was also kind of thinking what about lassiter lake you know i yeah. know it's not really in pixar land but i don't know it sounded kind of cool we can call it lucas lake or lassiter lake whatever you want to call it but yeah, so I'm gonna keep the Indiana Jones thing. We're also gonna keep Star Tours. I just think oh, they need, yeah, I think they need to update their ride though. Um, the queue is very cool. I like how you feel like you know you're checking into an to a flight and traveling through the galaxy. We but, wait in that line so long though. There but, needs to be some 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 kind of interactive thing in that in that queue where you have to do something because. Kidding? But, dude, uh, I, I guess it's not really interactive, but, dude, there's so much to look at, and it never gets yeah. old. Do you really get bored? I mean, do you really feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm yes. waiting forever? See, I don't. And I guess that's the difference between a Star Wars fan and a non-Star Wars fan. I don't know. I'm yeah. looking at every single detail every single time I go through it, and I, I find something new every time. It's awesome. They need to take some of that magic from Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and just put it into the queue. That'd be kind of cool. Like, what, take a lightsaber and chop something, off somebody's you know? arm? Or... Yeah, something like that. Okay, all right, all right, awesome. So let's move on. So I thought about this would be pretty cool. And this is one that kind of popped in my head that I've been a fan of my whole life, but you never really think about it, you know, you never really think about Disney with this movie. Tron. Are you kidding? They had a Tron monorail a couple years back. No, I know, but when I think of Tron, I don't think, for some reason, I don't think Disney. Like when I think of the movie Tron, I don't know why, I just don't think of the movie Disney doesn't really pop in my head when I think of Disney movies. But right. I really think a Tron exhibit or a Tron ride or or Flynn's arcade would be pretty cool. Right? So you walk yeah. into the Flynn's arcade and you have the eighties music playing. You step back like you're in the eighties. You go through go ahead. Some of us never left. <laughs> Including me, right? So <laughs> you you go into Flynn's arcade and you're transported into 
Tron, the the arcade game Tron. I think that'd be pretty cool. And again, you're sucked into this arcade game, and you could do so many things. Like you're talking about the queue thing, you know, as far as waiting in line and stuff like that. Think about the bright neon colors and what you could do with the with the with a Tron ride. Now, you know, I thought of a dark ride. Like you were talking about a dark ride, right? Earlier, right. I thought of you know Tron. It's got to be dark because you got to feel like you're inside an arcade game with all the neon colors. But I wasn't really sure what you would do with a dark ride. You know, just wasn't sure. So I thought maybe another racing ride. And I know I've that's all I've been talking about tonight with you know Sugar Rush and Radiator Springs and and now this and Flynn's Arcade with a Tron ride. But I I remember as a kid, dude, when I was a kid. I always wanted one of those bikes, the motorcycle and Tron. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And it just Yeah, like, that's your load vehicle right there. I really thought that would be cool and you could go through this the city you're turning left and right sporadically trying not to get chopped off by, you know, the next person's line, you know, leaving that trail. And so you have all these people in line with these different colored bikes and the ride is just going all over the place to where you feel like that person's going to hit you, but they turn at the split second, you know, and then they leave their their trail, and you look like you're going to run into it, but then you all of a sudden you jerk and go off to the side and go somewhere else. So sort of like, sort of like the Indiana Jones ride, you know, in Disneyland, how it was would jerk all over the place, like that type of feel, but you're kind of on a bike, but you're part of the bike, you're you're arched over this this ride, you know, and gripping onto it, and right. it's moving, you're, you're harnessed in, but I don't know, I just think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, kind of the same technology as uh, what we talked about with the Iron Man, where you get into something right. and then you lean forward, but you're on a motorcycle and you're actually going to go somewhere rather than be in front of a screen. Yeah. All right, so what do you got for us? Well, uh, you talked about Indiana Jones, and I love Indiana Jones. One of my favorite movies growing up when I was a kid, Indiana Jones series. So I think that they can do way more. I think they need to. I think they need to do something like they did in Disneyland, and we ta- we just talked about that. We just talked about how we didn't want to bring a, lo- a ride over from Disneyland, but I think they could do it differently because there are four different movies that they could have to choose from from Indiana Jones. I think that they need to relive one of the Indiana Jones movies, if not make a different combination of them uh, at this part because that ride vehicle over in Disneyland, they have it at Dinosaur, I know, similar to that. But they could. There's just so many possibilities with Indiana Jones that they could put into this ride. I think that they need to have a, an Indiana Jones ride at Disney Hollywood Studios. Why not have all the movies? Incorporate the ride into all the movies. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Just you know, the one at Disneyland. I don't think it's really the one at Disneyland is not a movie. If they just came up with a new creation, so they could take the actual. Well, it's movies. bits and pieces from the movies. Isn't it? Yeah, like the ball. Well, like the ball rolling and well, him going down into the. Right. Yeah, and him going down, you know, climbing the rope down into the snakes. Um, I mean, not all of it's from the movies, but there's bits and pieces. So thinking about Lucasfilms, one of my favorite Lucasfilms when I was young was Indiana Jones and that whole series. I was just in love with Indiana Jones. I think they need to take one of the rides uh, from Disneyland, and I know that we talked about how I didn't want to bring Cars Land over, but they really need to bring Indiana Jones ride from Disneyland over to this park. However, I think it needs to be completely different. Same type of ride vehicle, but a different storyline, totally different attraction altogether. But just an attraction that's Indiana Jones where you're just immersed into his world of exploration and archaeology. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think that'd be really cool and you just immerse you in all the films. All right, I have one more for you. Ready? Okay, go ahead. Howard the Duck. Dude, stop. Get out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm not serious. One of George Lucas's films was Howard the Duck. I thought it'd be great. Okay, dude, you're pulling my leg. You're awesome. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to upset you. I forgot to tell you this. Where Asgard would be? Yeah? Yeah, you would have to tear down one of your favorite rides. What, Rock and Roller Coaster? You're or close. or, or Tower of Terror? Oh, dude, Rock and Roller Coaster would be gone a long time ago. Tower what? Terror. Yes. No. Dude. No. Get what? Get rid of the Twilight Zone, dude. Or or move it. Move it somewhere else. Move it and move it. You away. can't move that building, you so, so you could, cannot dude. get you rid so of Rock could. and Roller you Coaster. Could, you could deconstruct it, whatever you want to say, and then reconstruct it in Movie Land. Why not? Disney does everything, and they do it better than everyone else. So it'd be more efi- they'd be more efficient, right? That Tower of Terror at, at Magic Kingdom is way better than one in California. 
you cannot take that ride down. Dude, you got yeah, you gotta take it down. Sorry guys. Sorry for all your listeners that love Tower of Terror. Take it down. You got move, make room for Asgard. Asgard or Tower of Terror? Tower of Terror. Oh, come on. So the more I think about it, Dave, you know, I was going to have the desk lamp, the Pixar desk lamp, and the ball over in Pixar land, right? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. What if we just move it down at the end of Animation Way, in front of One Man's Dream and the magic of Disney animation? That's perfect. I think it'd be kind of cool. You could even put maybe Walt Disney sitting at his art table next to the lamp and the ball itself. So you have all three combined right there. Yeah, I'm kind of visioning the uh, Walt Disney walking hand-in-hand with Mickey Mouse at, at the as the symbol for Magic Kingdom. Do something like that with there Pixar. You go. There you go. I think that would be great. Yeah, that's awesome. Dave, we've talked about a, a lot of cool things tonight as far as if we were an Imagineer in charge of reconstructing and changing Disney Hollywood Studios. I think it's pretty cool. We came up with some pretty cool ideas and I hope our listeners and yourself aren't crucifying me right now and hating me on what I wanted, what I would like to do. I, like I said, I, I sectioned it off into Movie Land, into New Disneyland, and Pixar Land, and Marvel Land, and a lot of rides went to the wayside. A lot of them went away. So, anywho, what are your thoughts? I'm ready for the Imagineers to so give me a phone call and sign me up. I'm ready to start working? Yeah, I'm probably gonna get a phone call saying, "Dude, you are ridiculous." <laughs> That's the beauty of our imagination is that there are no limits. I don't know, man. I think a lot of stuff needs to go at Disney Hollywood Studios, and it just needs to change. It needs a new face. I mean, let's face it. I think you're right. I think that Disney needs to jump on board with the whole idea of what they're going towards here. Uh, You know, and in purchasing Marvel Comics and Pixar and Lucasfilms, they've got so much possibility that they could just blow this one up and uh, really knock it out of the park with those three enterprises. Yeah, you have a new generation of Disney, the millennials, you know, and they grew up on Disney films and they're growing up on the the new style of animation with the new Disney animation and Pixar. Develop a park for them, you know, for the next 20, 30 years. Listeners, if you have any thoughts on ideas for new attractions for Disney Hollywood Studios or even a new name for the park, uh, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter and let us know what your thoughts are. Yeah, you always can contact us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or text us at 407-674-0414. Tune in next week where we've got a brand new episode for you. Until then, peace. Peace. Have an idea, question, or want to just share your experiences with Nick and Dave on the show? Contact us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can shoot us a text at 407-674-0414. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Listen to us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher Radio.